And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister, Mary. What up, everybody? And we are back to talk about The Office. This week we are doing Season 7, Episodes 19 and 20, Garage Sale and Training Day. Yes, sir. Or Garage, as they say in the UK. Garage Our UK listeners will enjoy that. (laughs) Um, So before we jump into this week's episodes, which has a lot of happenings. Yeah. These episodes coming up, there's a lot of shit going down. Um, before we do that, Mary Bear, why don't you let everybody know what we talked about last week? Sure, guys. So for the first time, I think, ever, Kevin has given two five stars in a row for episodes. I only gave, like, three previously, yeah. like, the whole series. And, so. uh, it was for Threat Level Midnight, where we finally got to see the full-length feature film, Michael <laughs> from Great Scott, um, Threat Level Midnight, and it was fucking amazing. Um, Holly didn't really seem to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, Holly uh, didn't get it. She kind of shit on Michael's dreams there until he realized that she was his dream. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, Todd Packer came back. He's a street caddy. He wanted to come back into the house. He doesn't want to be a traveling salesman anymore. He wants to be an aristocrat. Yes, because his wife, or his, his daughter, he wants to spend some time with her. So he says. So Holly approves it and everybody's like, fuck this shit. Todd Packer comes back. Hijinks ensue. Yeah. He calls everybody everything. A lot of misogynistic and homophobic remarks are a made. Lot. A lot of fat jokes towards <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Yeah, dumb jokes. Um, Broads and bitches. <laughs> Dude. It's awesome. Wow. Todd Packer is the most offensive character this side really of Eric Hartman. Is. He's great. He really, truly is. Um, and so Jim and Dwight actually, like, he dry humps people. <laughs> yeah, he's sexually he's, assaulting yeah. people. <laughs> like, it's not just like, oh, he called me a name. No, like... People are afraid to get down under their desk for fear of being dry. <laughs> yeah, Andy, by him. Andy is like terrified. Yeah, but um. So anyway, uh, Todd Packer comes back. He tries to convince Michael that like she's not the girl for him, and to come be an alley cat like him mm-hmm. down in Tallahassee, <laughs> Tallahassee, and um, Michael chooses Holly over Packer. Yep. And Packer goes down to Tallahassee under the guise <sighs> that he's been promoted. <laughs> he has no idea what he's. And getting we're gonna into. see what happens there. So, yeah, that brings us up to speed. Yep. All right. So, this one that we're starting off with here, Season 7, Episode 19, Garage Sale. Starts off, the cold open, uh, they're in the warehouse, All everybody who works in the office, they're having a garage sale. Yeah. Everybody's, like, selling shit, which, they're doing this during the work day, it looks like. Yeah. So, they're not in really working. In an industrial working. park. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. But uh, Pam explains that, you know, it's um, 10 cents of every dollar is going to our party fund, so we can throw parties for ourselves. <laughs> And uh, Oscar has a co- like collections of Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. And Pam's like, oh, you're a big seasons. fan. And he's like, no, people just think I am. <laughs> Which, then... it, that so does happen. Like, everybody thinks like, oh, my God, do you like one thing? Or, like, you mention it once. That's all you ever get. Does anybody ever do that to you? Um, Me, like, yeah. So, like, everybody will get me, like, little toy things of Yoda. Uh. Which, I love Yoda. Don't get me wrong. I love Star Wars, guys. But there's only so many toy Yodas that a girl can put <laughs> on her desk. Yoda Pez dispensers, Yoda I, USB yep. drives, Yoda Beanie Babies, all Dude, of it. Dude, Yoda that had bubblegum like, in a bag, so yep. it's a little stuffed Yoda. <laughs> Yoda bobbleheads. Like, I'm not kidding. But there's only so much room on my desk, I actually do have to get work done. Before it becomes an obsession. Yeah. I had a guy who... Okay, so there's this couple that... I hung out with that, and they were really nice. They divorced now, God bless them. But the the husband was like a tattoo artist. He's a really nice guy. They were both really nice people. I mm-hmm. liked them. But um, 
for some reason, the, the first time we met, he was like a big nerd. Mm-hmm. Like video games, Star Wars, oh, okay. and he was talking about graphic novels. And as a nice guy who's trying to make conversations, like, oh yeah, Frank Miller did the killing joke. Because that's the only thing I know about graphic oh, novels, Batman. No. But yeah. after that, he assumed that I was like him. So he'd be like, oh, did you hear about the so-and-so new video game? And I'm like, uh, and then I'd have to bullshit even more. Uh, and like, because this guy thought I was like on like the yep, same interest and everything, level. because I was just trying to be polite, and I was always polite to him. And I think one time I said to his girlfriend or future wife, I was like, you know, I really don't play video games. Um, I don't really read comics. Yeah, I'm like I'm kind of a sports and like I do things with my hands kind of guy. Oh my god! <laughs> but he he was like cool about it. He busted my balls about it afterwards. He's a cool guy. But yeah, people kind of like. If they, they get a scent of blood in one direction, yeah, they kind of go niche. for it. Yeah, like yeah. our mom with Wizard of Oz. Oh my god, everybody gives her so much Yo, stuff. Yo, the cow though. So guys, uh, this one year, my mom, she she does enjoy the Wizard of Oz. It's one of her favorite movies. She but... has all the books and biographies. She's like big. Yeah. Like, she's she not just a fan. DVDs. She's she's kind of a fanatic. She has the collective plates, like all that jazz. But ornaments. somebody, Yeah, ornaments. But somebody was like, oh my god, Anne loves the Wizard of Oz. So what am I going to do for her? They found, apparently, <laughs> some very odd person started this collection. And it's figurine Oz characters. Yeah, it is a very odd. F- and and they got her a Glinda cow. Yeah, it's like the cows in the Chick-fil-A commercials as yeah. Glinda the Good Witch. It's but, like, it's down on all fours. Like, it's not standing. Like it's Yeah, it's not anthropomorphic yeah. in any way. It's literally it's, a cow dressed in as the Good Witch. It's got the crown on her and everything. Very odd. Very strange. So, that was that was when she hit her limit. She's like, all right, no more Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, stuff. just fuck it. We're like, no, we have to get all the cows now. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine, like, the winky guard cow? <laughs> but, uh, so, basically, the garage sale kicks off. Dwight opens the garage door. It's freezing. Uh, Andy, like, wrestles him to shut it because it's so cold. Oh, yeah. That's your cold open. It's a kind of weak one, actually. It set the table, but there was, like, no, like, big punchline. Yeah. So, we open the show up. Dwight trades Meredith a thumbtack for her sign for half of a used candle <laughs> using... He, he's, like, using swapping. The bartering yeah. system. And he says that by swapping, he is going to walk out with the biggest prize in there today. I, I can't... I couldn't wait to see it at that point. I was like, I need to see what the most, like expensive thing in that place is going to be. It goes in the direction you would expect it to go. Yeah. I'll say that. So Mike and Holly have their own table and she has his St. Paulie's girl sign from, that we know mostly from dinner the party. dinner party episode. Mike doesn't like want to get rid of it because Kevin's offering money. Yeah. And Mike's like, I paid $500 for it. I'm getting five. He thinks he's going to get that much for it. <laughs> and Holly wants to sell it for $10. It's a yeah. whole thing. And then like an old lady comes up. And asks about the slip and slide, and Michael tells her to get lost. Well, he doesn't that's, want to because, sell, well, that's well, because they have a conversation. About like, the in-cases. Because yeah. Holly's like, well, you could put it in storage just in case. He's like, what, do you have an in-case? She's like, no, like, just because they moved in together. Yeah, very so, quickly. Yeah, so, like, it's for Michael's bachelor pad and shit. Like, they're, they're discussing their relationship. Uh, so, Michael calls... Yeah, this oh, this is so early. I totally mm-hmm. forgot this happened. Michael calls Mr. Flax, Holly's yeah. mom, and leaves a message asking... Yeah. What Holly's I said. dad, you said mom. Whatever, Mr. Flax, Mr. Partridge Flax. He calls him up and leaves a message basically saying he wants to marry Holly and he's asking for his blessing. Dwight is with Kelly and convinces her to take the half-melted candle oh for... What are these As books? a ruse... What oh, I have no idea what the books are. Okay, they're like... Maybe the babysitter's YA, like YA books yeah, like you like talked about? Yeah, like young adult books. But yeah. um, he, he gets her by saying, you know, you get this half-burnt candle, you have Ryan come over... And you say, hey, let's let some candles. And he sees one that's half gone. And he's like, 
wait, she's seeing somebody else? I better tie her down. Of yeah. course, Kelly's like, I'll take it. Here you go. Take them. Yep. And because she's going to manipulate Ryan. Yep. So Andy, Daryl, and Kevin find a Dallas board game. Yes. Although I do love how Dwight goes, nobody wants your spinster tchotchkes. <laughs> yeah, and, but she's just like, everybody loves my crap. Screw off. Like she, <laughs> She's so like inconsiderate. But uh, Daryl. Right, Dallas. Yeah, Daryl, Kevin, and Andy find a Dallas board game with no instructions. But they're going to wing it and you play for money. Yeah. Uh, Dwight sees <laughs> Miracle Legumes. Professor Copperfield's Miracle Lagoon. On Jim's table. And Jim takes them. He's like, these aren't supposed to be here. And he tells a story about how he was in Jamaica. And he was, it was getting dark out. And this guy sold him these. And then Jim felt stupid. And he tried to sell them back. But the guy had disappeared after telling Jim things that they, there's no way he could have known yeah. about him. It's a common swindler's trick. Yeah, And Dwight <laughs> just like scoffs. But you could tell that, no pun intended, Jim planted the seed oh my God, in Dwight. Yeah. Uh, we see Holly on the phone with her mom, and she hears about Michael's call, but her dad pretty much has dementia. Oh, my God, And the yeah. mom's not much better. <laughs> and they're, like, passing it around like she can't get a straight answer about anything. I'd be terrified if I called mom and dad and that was the response I got. Oh, I'd be, I'd yeah. Be I'd, like, yeah, I'm on a plane now. I would immediately call them in in white coats. Yeah. <laughs> so Pam sees Michael out in the parking lot with gasoline pouring it on the parking lot, and she, like, runs out. She knows shit's going down. Although Go. Hank's face in that part is such a mood. Oh, yeah, because she, she's getting coffee at Hank's place. Yeah. And she's she like, get, which one's decaf? Yeah, she gets two cups, and she doesn't know which one's decaf, and Hank's like, <sighs> he Dude, has to go redo him. He's such a fucking mood. He's he's. I love. I'm it. trying to think of the word curmudgeon. Yes, he's definitely a curmudgeon. So anyway, Michael's lighting the yeah. He's, light he's on fire. throwing gasoline on there outside, and she goes out and is like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, he's like, "I'm going to ask Holly to marry me in fire." <laughs> and Pam takes the stuff away and tells him that he had two ideas today. One was very very bad, and one was a good one. <laughs> and they're going to try and figure it out. But like, she's going to get a hose and wash off the oh gasoline. God. He's like, I my my hands and my uh, suit are all covered in gasoline. Can you like this? <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, so now Dwight is with Ryan, who offers him free samples, mm-hmm. and he he tells the story of uh, he has his mom makes the best pesto sauce. So he like pretty much jarred a hundred jars of it up, mm-hmm. and he's selling it. But Phyllis is on the label because <laughs> she has that motherly look, yeah. like like an old Italian grandma God. or something. Um, I told my mom I was going to throw a pesto party. Yeah, he's like, who throws a pesto party? Pfft. He's such an idiot. I, anyway, so, okay. And Dwight's like, you got this kosher certified? <laughs> and he's just like, no, it means like, oh, it's cool, it's kosher, you know? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Dwight has Stanley's old photo album. Oh, my God. And you can see, like, a bit in there. It's like skinny afro. Oh, yo. Well, Black Panther, isn't that Yeah, when he, yeah, he was in earlier? the Black Panthers in the one. And we it, were doing push-ups and eating whatever we wanted. <laughs> and Dwight pretty much says, "Well, you know, what am I going to do with this? Like this random photo of a uh, photo journal of a you know random black guy? What am I, James Franco?" And Ryan's eyes light up like, "Oh, this is fuck this up. is a hipster thing I can do." Yep. <laughs> and Dwight does a talking head where he goes over everything that he traded and swapped, mm-hmm. starting with Meredith to Kelly to Ryan to Creed to. Uh, it ends. It yeah. ends with Aaron. Oh, Phyllis. He got something from Phyllis. Yeah. And then he ends with Aaron. He got a stuffed squid. <laughs> That's where he's at right now. So Dwight sees the seeds again and asks Jim about the story again. And Jim's like Axok all work like freaked out. Like he destroys them and throws them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pam takes Mike to the conference room because they want to hash out the proposal and want to help. It's Ryan, Jim, Oscar, and Pam. Mm-hmm. And they're going over everything with Mike. And she her, she puts it perfectly. She said. Make sure it's safe, responsible, and realistic. <laughs> and Oscar says, 
You want to do it at a nice dinner, get down on one knee. If you're in costumes, you've done it wrong. Yeah. You don't want to do it. If, you the, if you're turn. tying the ring to the collar of a dog, you're doing it the wrong way. <laughs> Which, people do that now. Uh, yeah, they do. disgusting. Well, I love how we opened up the ring box and Pam goes, holy shit! I don't think I got to that part yet. Oh, never mind. Sorry, guys. Classic Mare Bear. So, Andy, <laughs> Andy Daryl, and Kevin fight over the rules of Dallas. And Kevin's getting pissed off. Mm-hmm. And he says, that's not fair. Share the wealth card is like from the Yeah, it's from game. the game of life. They're just like making it up. <laughs> and he says, that's not fair. And Andy, doing his best Texan impression, yeah. says, that's Dallas. Yep. <laughs> so Oscar sees his pick on Ryan's salsa now. And Ryan, because his mom makes great salsa it's too. It's like cha-cha-cha. Hot cha-cha. Yeah, that's And it's like. Oscar with a Photoshop sombrero and on his head. And a pinata. Yeah, it's so great. Oh my God. Holly asks Phyllis about her mom. Like, how did you know it was time to like put her away? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Phyllis is just like, you kind of have to be proactive about it because you're never going to get a call where they say they can't take care of themselves. Yeah. And I have a box of bras under the table, oh. which Holly seems weirdly into. In- interested, even though yeah. Phyllis is like twice her size in every way. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Phyllis Cup is, size, what would you say Phyllis everything. is? A matronly, not matronly, what's that um, word? Like voluptuous. voluptuous. Yes. Uh, so, She's a curvy woman. <laughs> so back in the, in the room, uh, Pam's going over no animals for the proposal. And Ryan's like, oh, yeah, I blogged about that. No animal. Animals are out. <laughs> and that's when Mike has this idea of throwing a corpse off the roof that looks like him. And what was his line he was going to say? Like, I'm head over, or his head would explode on the pavement or something. And he's like, you blow my mind. Yeah. Or something like that. And he's talking about how he can, go to the, he can go to the morgue and get a body and all this oh, shit. Oh, yeah, the medical students. And that's when Mike pulls out the ring and opens up the box. And it's, like, glimmering and... It's fucking huge. And Pam, oh, it's huge. Pam just goes, holy shit! And that's when Michael goes, well, it's three years salary, Oh, right? my God. So this thing, thinking about Michael's salary, this thing is like 100 grand. Yep, at least. <laughs> so uh, Jim and Pam tell their proposal story about in the rain at a gas station. And Mike is just mocking it. Oh, bad weather. Oh, oh a yeah. gas station. So romantic. And they kind of get defensive about it. Yeah. And then that's when Jim you know, says, hey, it's okay to be scared because Michael's scared. He's like, I was scared when I was going to ask Pam, even mm-hmm. though I know she was going to say yes. Yep. And, of course, Pam's like, you were scared. Oh, we're so cute as a button, Jim. That's the Jim and Pam story. Cute you, as a button. You that's hate the book. them so I don't much. hate them. I'm just yes, like... Yes, you do. It's just so unrealistic. You have so much hate for it's them. It's so unrealistic. When every other Maybe relationship... Maybe relationship. No, when every other relationship on this show has its ups and downs like a real one, and Jim and Pam are just like... Or maybe they just don't bring their shit into the office. No, they were going to have... They had sex last week. <laughs> are you really going to say that? But they don't bring like their drama. Like They do argue, but they don't like full-on fight with each other at the office. No, but... I think that they are... You have to remember, these cute, are though. the two that are supposed to be, like, the common sense people it's in the saccharine. office. too saccharine. Too saccharine. No, I just say. think that they're not fucking psychopaths. Like... I'm not... Okay. Like there's a big difference. Angelus. There's a big difference between being too perfect and being a psychopath. There's gray area in there that they should fall in. Because even Oscar falls into that. He had his comeuppance episode with the actually shit. Yeah, but what about Phyllis and Bob Vance? Nobody ever said they were perfect. And that's perfect. They shouldn't be. They, they're dirty. I don't know. They're they like dirty. they're like a seedy couple. I don't really trust are. them. So Mike goes to Holly in the break room, and she tells him she needs to go to Colorado because she wants to be with her dad, and she wants Michael to go. Mm-hmm. And she's about. Uh, hear oh, me she's out. straight Is up. Is she proposes. gonna ask him? She's yeah. gonna ask him to marry. But before she finish as finishes asking Mike to marry her, he just goes like, Ah, no, not yep. here, no, not on, uh, and he walks out. Yep. 
And he does a talking head where he says he will not be asked to marry her in the break room. Nope. And he should have burned this place down when he had the chance. Like the fire outside. Yep. So Holly is at That's the... like a huge meme now. Is it? I should have burned this place down when I had the chance. I believe it. A lot of people are disenfranchised. Yeah. With, or not disenfranchised. Like the, disillusioned with like work. Like the piglet and poo thing. Like, what day is it? The day we burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> I can see your husband saying that exact line. <laughs> so Holly is at the sale table all mopey. While Andy, Daryl, and Kevin devolve further. Uh, the money that was on the table is now gone. And Kevin freaks out and leaves. And Andy and Daryl are like lo- left looking at each other. And then we get talking ahead of Kevin outside counting the money going... <laughs> That's Dallas. Yo, fuck yeah, Kevin. <laughs> so Dwight now is walking around with this massive Galileo telescope. Like this fucking massive thing. <laughs> and it has a tag on it for like what? 175 $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1
all of us? And like, he's like, no. And, and then everybody's just like, stop celebrating. And they're just like, oh, oh. Michael's leaving. And then the last scene is Dwight watering five empty plants or uh, empty pots. Yep. And he leaves. And then Jim comes out with full like shrubberies yep. and replace to replace them to fuck with Dwight even further. And that Dude, is that the was episode. Fantastic. That closing scene was fucking. Fantastic. Yeah, because Jim even did like you remember the old kick the habit sm- anti smoking commercials. Yes. He does like that kick up with his feet. Yes. Like he it, does. it's the one time you see Jim like actually mirth like he has mirth. Yeah. But so what'd you give this one? I gave this one a 4.6. 4.5. We're on the Woo! same page. This was awesome. It, it was. It was Ever, awesome like, because... And Dallas was funny. The Dallas Darryl, stuff was like boring. It, no, it was funny, but it was like Daryl, Andy, and Kevin. Like We had something for them to do. Yeah. Because we didn't really see them at their tables or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the fucking garage... Like the whole garage sale thing, the bartering, everything was funny. And it was really nice <clears> to <throat> see Michael like take a walk down romantic lane. Well, it's funny because like... Everything that he wanted to do is the opposite of everything. I don't know. Like, they don't kind of say that there he was, was swayed. There was fire. Well, he went, they didn't say he was swayed by anybody to do it that way. It was like, why do you think? It, was it just, like, desperation once he found out she was going to move? Is that what it was? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, he, we didn't see the whole scene for the, like, little meeting to see, like, maybe Pam was like, well, maybe this could be it. Because like, this seems like a lot for Michael Scott to come up with in like three yeah, hours. Yeah, I think Pam and Oscar helped a lot. Yeah, because Jim, it was, like that, that one, that part's left like kind of ambiguous. Yeah. But um, overall, that was a good episode. Good I laughed. I, there was no Toby in this one, was there? No, he's still on jury duty. Oh fuck, that's right. No, yeah. wait, is he? Yeah, he's still in jury duty. But that's he's why in the, isn't he in there. the next episode? Training day. I thought it, maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. No, I don't think so. Okay, for some reason I thought Although I saw. Holly is not in training day, so that could make sense. She's not. No, she's not. She's gone already, isn't she? She went Holy to Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. Yep. Wow, that blows my mind. Okay, so yeah, so four point five and four point six. We enjoyed it because it was nice. It was cute. It Yo, was funny. This season is fucking. I wish hitting it out. Of you know the what? Park. Blows, you know what kind of pisses me off is mm. that like okay, you need like a runway kind of to get off the ground. So I, I look at season one and two as that. And season one and two are okay. And three three was like half. There was like the tale of two seasons. It was pretty good. The first half we hated. Like, let's admit, the Stamford stuff. And oh, then, yeah. Like, we no, hated the first half of that two, season. wasn't it? No, that was three. Oh, wow. We hated the first half of season three. It's been so long, Se- Season dude. four was only 14 episodes, but it ended really strong. Yeah. Season five, I think we both said, was like the best one. Yeah. And season six was doldrums. And, season like, I just rough. don't understand, like, the unevenness of the show. Because it... It was always like a top 20 rating show. So it was always going to be on. Like mm-hmm. they weren't going to cancel it. So like I feel like with that kind of security, the writers, the, the writing staff and production staff should have like taken more Risk. risks. And I feel like season seven was that like all of a sudden after seven fucking years. Here's like, our balls. Yeah, here we're putting our <laughs> balls on the table and we're going to do this, this and that. And we're going to yeah. go here and go there. We're going to do this with this character. Like uh, this is this season has been phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to end. But, like, so far, it's like, like every week I feel like I'm giving four plus. Four yeah. plus stars to these episodes. Legit. And it's just, like, a typical show, if it took that long to get off the runway, it would have been canceled. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would have been canceled after the third season, probably. Like, Friends this show, I don't know canceled. how this show, I don't know how, like, the fans must have been really dedicated they to keep were. tuning in. Because, like I said, I tuned out after season four. Like, I, I, I can't believe there aren't more people who did that. Because it was rough to get through, se- like, through season six. It was rough, but it was worth it for this season so yeah. far. So that'll bring us up to season seven, episodes 20, 
training day. But before that, Mayor Bear, why don't you let everybody know where they can find us and uh, get in touch with us. Absolutely, guys. You can always get in touch with us on our Twitter, at Podcast. We like to keep it funky fresh over there, posting our favorite screen grabs. Follow us. We will follow you back. We are follow whores. Yes. Or you can email us at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. Um, Gmail. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, why don't you tell them where they can find us on the cast? All right, everybody. You can find us wherever you're listening to us right now. Uh, you can find us on any podcatcher app, basically. I, word on the streets, we're on iTunes, but I'm keep, I say every week I think we're there. Yeah, we I'm too late. We're too lazy check. to fucking look. I'm going to be honest. We produce this. Um, but yeah, find us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Podbean, Breaker, Podcast Addict, so many more. You can listen to the show there. Uh, I want a big big shout out to Germany. Woo-woo. Germany is a big, big percentage of our listenership. God. So I want to give some love to Germany. Good stuff. Um, we are on iTunes, everybody. I can finally do, confirm Do we have any it. reviews on there while you're there? Any, uh, anybody leave a review? Not that you see? Hang on. No, no. We can't leave dead air. All right. But anyway, you can find us on any podcast you're up. Also, each and every Monday morning, you can find us on the Jenny Position podcast feed. Subscribe to the Jenny Position, where not only will you find us, but you'll find other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, Freak Out Drive-In, Journey Through Infinity, and much more. So subscribe today to the Jenny Position. You won't regret it. You'll thank me later. I promise. So anyway, you told them we're on Twitter, right? Yes. I told them about our Twitter and our gmail but again guys if you need those handles it's at brosis podcast or brother sister rewatch at gmail.com all one word so anyway everybody that brings us up to season seven episode 20 training day mayor bear take it away absolutely so our cold open is michael sitting at a bar he says that he is leaving his company and he's meeting the new manager now we see uh, will ferrell is across the bar and he's like hey starting at a new company this week um, it, the one-liners in this scene are hilarious, though. Yeah. Like when um, Michael says, oh, I'm moving to Colorado. He's like, oh, the Sunshine State. Yeah, don't mess with Colorado. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, don't, just don't. Um, they connected over their love of the Olympics, the Summer Olympics specifically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and don't, everyone I know who skis is dead. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to end up like Sonny Bobo. Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> a Sunny Bobo Bono yes. reference is fucking hilarious yeah. to me. I don't know why. No, no, it's because it's so old. Yeah, it's like 1994, yeah, 95. Like, even yeah. at the point where this is being aired, oh, this is, it's yeah, at it's like least 15 a decade years later. later. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so then they're talking for like 20 minutes sitting next to each other. And Michael's like, this guy's so late. I'm going to call him. As he calls him, uh, Will He introduces Farrell, himself. Didn't he, didn't he introduce himself at this no. point? No. Okay. Will Farrell gets up and he walks over and he's like, "Oh, I have a call. I'll be right back." They're talking to each other ten feet away from each other, mm-hmm. and uh, they finally realize that they are each other. And Michael introduces himself as Michael Scott, and we find out that Will Farrell is D'Angelo Vickers. <laughs> I love the name. I love D'Angelo. the name so much. <laughs> So now uh, we see these two. They basically look like two little kids. They go to the office. It's basically a scene stolen out of Step Brothers. Yeah. Like when they're running, when they've become friends and they're running yeah. up and down the stairs. Like they're running around the office so like that. So much room for activities. Yeah, it's seriously just like that. It's like they lifted yeah. it. Um, like Michael is talking, like he lifts his face in front of the camera during a talking head with D'Angelo. Mm. And like they've bonded. Yeah, we should write a movie. Yeah, they <laughs> see each other in each other. Yeah. So now, uh, we go to the next day. Kevin walks in wearing his toupee. And, and who does is, he look like? And his talking head, he goes, 
Who's that? Nope, it's not Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. It's Kevin Malone. Equally handsome, equally smart. <laughs> and he's wearing his toupee that he wore to Jim and Pam's wedding. Yep. So now, um, Michael walks in and he introduces D'Angelo to everybody. Um, D'Angelo's in Michael's office and, like, opens the blinds. Yeah, it's like a reveal. And, uh, so then D'Angelo comes out and he introduces himself and he says, I love the American Southwest. I do as well. I have a Big pe- fan. I have a peanut allergy. I live with it. Yeah, I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm as comfortable at a ball game as I am the ballet. And I love... Opera. And I love they panda Dwight's face and he's just so unimpressed. Oh, yeah, I totally... And he's like, did I want to be manager? Yeah, it would have been great. Will I get over it anytime soon? Not likely, but life goes on. He's tasting those sour grapes. Right. But, like, can we just talk about the fact that that's, like, a mood for 2020? Will I get over it? Probably not, but life goes on. Mm -hmm. Live with it. Just deal with it, you know? So now we see Kelly is dressed to the nine in one of her power suits. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Yale graduate Kelly Kapoor. She's got her hair up in, like, a classy updo. She's got fake glasses on. Kelly Kapoor. Yeah, she drops, (laughs) like, she, like, bumps into D'Angelo and drops all these file folders, which she's in customer service. Yeah. She doesn't have that many. And, um, like, as D'Angelo's like, oh, let me help you, and she's like, Oh, thank you so much. People around here don't help me ever. (laughs) And she like slyly pulls her hair out of the updo, takes her glasses off. She's like, have we met yet? And she says that that's what it's uh, a meet cute is. Like out of a rom-com. Yeah. So now um, Michael is telling the whole office about how him and D'Angelo took like a half hour to realize who each other were last night. <laughs> everybody hates it. You know, everybody's like, that sounds so stupid. That's such an embarrassing story. You What's sound like an idiot, Mike. <laughs> yeah. And then D'Angelo walks in. He's like, oh, I was just telling them how we met. And D'Angelo says like literally the same thing. Mm. And they all laugh. Oh, yeah. They're all brown. So you can already tell the tides have turned. Yeah. Michael's and, got the what the fuck face on. Yeah. And Andy says something like, oh, that's why I always have name tags. And D'Angelo's like, oh, you're the office funny guy. Funny guy. Okay. <laughs> Andy is just like, okay, I can be. Yeah, yeah sure. that, that works. So now Michael introduces Jim and Pam. Um, <laughs> what does he call their, their name? Jim and Pam? J- or J- Jap. 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 Which is oh, totally offensive. Yes, But he is. doesn't realize it. He's it's just almost like, as bad as Ping. He's just like Jim and Pam. Yeah, Jap. <laughs> so bad. Oh, my God. And he says that their uh, affair turned, <laughs> blossomed into a marriage and that they have a baby. And D'Angelo says, oh, I have four kids myself. So Jim and Pam think that they've got an in with the kid. Oh, involved. they are so smarmy here, aren't yeah. they? No, they are. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, you got a cute kid, D'Angelo? Who's in the club? Oh, yeah, like, they do a talking head where they're just like, oh, we're so using this. Yeah. We're, we're scumbags, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now uh, Dwight and Michael. <laughs> yeah, well, how does Dwight ru- get Michael out into the favorite. hallway? This yeah. is my favorite. So they're out of the hallway, and Michael goes, all right, where's the turtle? <laughs> and Dwight goes, there is no turtle, Michael. I led you out here under the guise of a turtle. And Michael's like... Now I have to Google turtles or else I'm going to be off for the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's love of turtles. It just takes you back to when he gave the gift baskets out. Where are the turtles? (laughs) (laughs) So now Dwight says that, uh, like, listen, I know you like turtles because I was your right hand man. I can't do it to another guy again. Why didn't like, why didn't they take your recommendation for me to Mm -hmm. be manager? Seriously. And Michael's face is just like, hmm, I don't know. You can see immediately Michael did not recommend Dwight. He did not. 
So now everybody, it, like, here's the thing. Everybody's just kissing. This is hilarious because of Stanley. Yeah. And Stanley's, like, so fake. Oh, he's smiling, <laughs> In his guys. big orange sweater. <laughs> yeah, he's smiling. Everybody's just kissing D'Angelo's ass. Because D'Angelo's like, eating an apple, and he's, like, talking about how he has caloric intake is 1,200 yeah. calories a day. And that's when Stanley's smiling, just goes, oh, D'Angelo, you're going to starve yourself. You're going to waste away to nothing. <laughs> he's hilarious. Daryl is like, oh, the southwestern region is my favorite region. Too. My favorite region. Yeah. And goes, the desert is my favorite climate. No, They're ecosystem. Like, ecosystem. <laughs> it's so great. Gone. <laughs> and then Daryl does a talking head and he's like, the Southwest is my favorite uh, region. What the hell's wrong with me? That doesn't. No, that does sound good. Yeah, Daryl right. is the low key MVP of this episode because there's a scene we'll later. Get there. Oh, it's we'll fucking get there. great. So now everybody is impressed, like by D'Angelo's like experience and his love of all things southwestern. Yes. And um, Kevin goes, "Hey, D'Angelo, don't you hate bald people? I do too." <laughs> yeah, Kevin's just like, "Fuck bald people, right?" But just and D'Angelo's like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> so now D'Angelo is walking back to the office, and Aaron answers the phone, and he asks Aaron. Not to, or like why she uses her name to answer the phone. Dunder Mifflin, this is Aaron. Yeah, and basically he tells her not to. Yeah. Dunder Mifflin, how, how may I assist, assist you? you? And Aaron's like, oh, assist. It's a new word. That's part of her New yeah. Year's resolution. <laughs> what was that one? Immensely. Yeah, I'm enjoying it immensely. Um, so now, Michael, this is where the tide starts to turn, and he's having we a get, hard time letting go. We get little boy Michael here. Yeah, he's like, no, you could just keep it the way it was, and D'Angelo, rightfully so yeah. in this part, he's like, well, I gotta start managing at some point, right, dude? Yep. And um, Michael's just like, they get don't into a, do it. Yeah, they get into a do big it thing. Do it the old way. Do it Michael, the new way. Michael wants to do it the old way. D'Angelo wants it the new way. D- <laughs> Gabe is in the back going... Just change it. Yeah. <laughs> trying to call, like, let Aaron know. And then Aaron, the f- poor thing, the phone rings, and she basically malfunctions like a wet robot. Oh, it's so great, yeah. She's like, eh, eh, I'm so sorry, and just <laughs> hangs up the phone. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> the poor thing malfunctions. And because D'Angelo and Michael are both like, like this. Like yeah, oh, they're like right Hunched in her, in her face, right waiting her to see what she's going to do, what boss she's going to listen to. Mm-hmm. So now, D'Angelo walks by... Andy's desk and he goes, ah, it's the afternoon slump, funny man. Why don't you make me laugh? <laughs> so now Andy starts with an obviously racist joke. Yeah. What does the African American call? And then he starts like panicking. And yeah, Stanley's and like, staring daggers through him. <laughs> Stanley's staring at him. Daryl's like standing Co- in the Daryl comes like, out of his office fuck? to hear the joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then a barber shows up. Yeah. And Saved by the bell, man. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, we'll keep that, uh, Keep that on the line for later. So now he walks away to the barber, and everybody's like, oh, wow, look, a barber. That's such a bold move. And Daryl goes, so, Andy, what does the African-American call what? You know what? And and Andy, like, panics. He's like, I don't know. I panicked. Help me. Give me me a joke. Help me. You know what? It's funny, because, like, D'Angelo was ready to laugh his ass off at this joke. You think they would have, like, turned their sights towards him. But, no, they're just like... Hey, Andy. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. Who's obviously, like, sweating because <laughs> right? he doesn't know what to say. He's not the funny man. Exactly. So now, because everybody thinks it's such a power move to have a barber come in. To shave him. Just Michael, to shave him. Not yeah. even a haircut. Yeah. Michael goes out and buys shaving cream and throwaway razors and <laughs> makes Aaron shave Shit. him. Yikes. So now, um... They go into the office. He sits yeah, next sorry. to D'Angelo. I keep on th- forgetting his name is D'Angelo. D'Angelo. You keep calling him Will Ferrell. Don't- Do you know. have Will Ferrell written No, down? I'm D-A. D-A. 
D'Angelo. Um, so D'Angelo calls a rap session with a smaller group while he's getting shaved. Yeah, like the Godfather or something. Seriously. <laughs> and it's Pam, Jim, Dwight, Kelly, and Oscar. And Jim and Pam immediately try to kiss up oh, with baby it's photos. So gross. Yo, D'Angelo shuts them the fuck down. He's like, I don't care. It does not matter to me. I should note that before Michael goes in, it's just D'Angelo and the barber. D'Angelo just starts telling the story. He goes, I saw a hawk today. He's just standing there right on the overpass. Just on the overpass staring at me. I don't know why. Like, shit like that is funny to me. It's so random. I know you think it's stupid. No, no, it's just so random. It's like, I saw Robin today. Because, like, I know people who talk like this. Really? Oh, God, yeah. The people who think, like, everything they do is, like, a big deal. Oh, yeah. And they'll say, like, these random non sequiturs and sentence fragments that are just fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So anyway... Yeah, D'Angelo shuts Jim and Pam Yo, he's like, I don't give a shit about your baby. That's basically what he said. And I know what you're doing. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. And they're just like, oh. oh." Yeah, they're like disappointed. Yep. Um, And Oscar mentions that communication needs improvement because some people write urgent on every memo. (laughs) Yeah. And Michael like defends himself. He's like, there's urgent A, B, D, C, and D. Urgent A is obviously the most important... Urgent D is like, it doesn't matter if you read it or He's not. He's so offended that... Oh. After he tells everybody, yo, it's not perfect here. If you got suggestions, let D'Angelo yep. know. So now Andy um, is in the kitchen... And D'Angelo wants another what is funny joke. eating? It looks like he's eating a corn husk or something. I, I should know. go back and watch. Right? I don't know what the hell he's eating, but it's got to be under 1,200 calories. <laughs> um, and he... Oh, no. He's in the break room. Yeah, he's oh, in the break room. Eating... It looks like he's eating, like, a, a a stock of romaine lettuce. Is that what it... Okay, he's getting That's his roughage. That's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so and Sorry, I was, in, I was in the wrong scene in my head. No, you're fine. But, um... Yeah, he's in the break room, and Andy walks he in. He tells to... a joke about Washington, D.C., and the Democrats versus Republicans want certain types of cars... And he's like, it's funny, in a city that's known for its gridlock. Yeah, they're talking about cars. <laughs> and and D'Angelo's like, I don't want to get into politics here. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny to me. Yeah. Be funny guy. <laughs> Be funny guy. So then Andy, of course, gets nervous. and He puts his hand down on the table, and the table flips from his yeah, weight. Like, and he just goes down. It wasn't planned that It wasn't way. intentional, he fucked, yeah, he just, but... It looked really intentional by the actor. He became, yeah, well, yeah, he became Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. He, that's who I was trying to think of. Like, yeah. what physical comedian did he look like? Almost like uh, Jim Carrey on Liar Liar. <laughs> yeah, he was just like spastic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But D'Angelo laughs his fucking ass off when Andy oh, he thinks falls it's so and great. everything happens. So Andy's like, all right, physical comedy it is. <laughs> So now D'Angelo's personal effects arrive. <laughs> Who's the first one through the door to help him? Ryan, I think. No, it's Stanley. Oh, my Stanley God. Stanley bursts through the door and goes, Oh, you need help, D'Angelo? He's so happy. He's smiling. Stanley's so killer. Oh, Stanley. <laughs> him and Daryl, v- v- MVP. Oh, of the so, so hilarious. Just because they're out of their element. Yeah. It's great. So now all the things arrive and they start bringing them out and it, there's like a paint, a southwestern Oh, it's a beautiful painting. sunset, man. It is beautiful. Oh. I'd love for you to paint me that i one day <laughs> um and michael's kind of like hey guys you can't take all that out yet it's i still have to be in here too yeah. it's got a feng shui, feng thing shui. going on here <laughs> and um then they bring out a 10 gallon hat and d'angelo's like yeah the funny thing is it can't fit 10 gallons in there he's <laughs> like, like so wise and sage ridiculous <laughs> so now michael's in talking head and he's like i love the guy I just don't think he's a good fit anymore, and I really don't like him. (laughs) Talks back. So now we're, oh my god, this This is is a great scene. In the parking lot, we see Daryl run out, and his sister, who we met in a previous episode, hands him a pair of cowboy boots, and then he turns and walks away, and she goes, Daryl, and she holds up two 
two toy like western guns like like sheriff guns guns. with like the holster yeah and she was like you want this he goes nah keep it and he just runs (laughs) so awesome but seeing the little toy guns like she bought them seriously (laughs) oh he's gonna be a cowboy here we go (laughs) so awesome so now andy again has he's basically just resorted to miming yeah yeah they're in the break room again or the kitchen they're in the kitchen and um he does like he's like hey funny guy tell me a joke so Andy's literally like doing the miming, like pulling the rope, and then just a physical comedy, like sticks his hand in the well, toaster. Well, he's he's doing the mime shit, and D'Angelo's like not budging. He's just yeah. like not impressed. Yeah, that's when Andy's just like, oh, All right. he sticks his hand in the toaster and like <laughs> pretends to get electrocuted. It's cheese balls everywhere. Yeah, and then he spills hot coffee on his crotch, <laughs> and then D'Angelo is like laughing. He's like, "That's hot coffee." This is the best. Part. And then he goes. Drink the soap. Yeah, he gives him a like, soap dude. Dispenser. He's a fucking sadomasochist. He gives him the sand, the hand, the dispenser of yeah. hand soap, and he's like, eat the soap. He's a fucking masochist. Eat the soap. Like he was totally serious too. And Andy just like squirts it in his mouth. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and D'Angelo's just losing his shit, dude. And Andy's like, I guess this is my life now. <laughs> he's a court jester. Oh my god, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. So now uh, Dwight asks Gabe how to become a manager at Saber. And Gabe is like, thank you so much for coming to me instead of going through corporate, <laughs> yeah. which Dwight already left a message at corporate. <laughs> yeah. So now he says, well, you know, you just need to get a letter of recommendation from Michael. That will go really far. It'll put you at the top of the list for another management position. And Dwight goes, well, what's wrong with the one you guys have on file? And that's when we find out Michael never, not only didn't recommend him for the job, but never even, like, wrote a recommendation for him. And here's where I ask the question. Did Michael do that on purpose, or did he just harebrain forget to do it? I think he didn't think Dwight was ready yet. Okay, that's how I think. I think Michael did it on purpose. Yeah, and just, like, just because of the look service. on his face yeah. before. Yeah. So now... D'Angelo is holding court out in the office, like making everybody giggle. Mm-hmm. And Michael brings out a tray of sandwiches, his mom's recipe, PB and J. And um, he starts handing them out, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, Michael! D'Angelo's allergic to nuts." So then Michael's like, "Oh, he'll be fine." Kevin throws a sandwich. <laughs> Kevin's standing next to D'Angelo. He throws a sandwich, and Kevin catches it in his oh, mouth. Oh yeah, like a well-trained. Pooch. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's awesome. So now, then we come to find out because D'Angelo is like freaking out, and he's like. The last time I was exposed to a peanut, I became so itchy, I missed the OJ verdict. Yeah, I had to take bats continually. I missed the OJ verdict. I had to read it in the newspaper like Like an an idiot. idiot. (laughs) So then Jim's like, so wait, you don't like go into anaphylactic shock or die, like, you just get itchy? (laughs) And he's and D'Angelo's like, yeah, Jim, it's my lot in life, like something like that. Not not everything's life and death. I just like to be comfortable. Yeah. And um, so as Michael is again... Throwing these yeah. sandwiches around, he like slams the it down. Angela bats it down with a book. Yeah, and he's like, "You're getting peanut particles everywhere." <laughs> Runs into the conference room and calls a mandatory multi-purpose room meeting. Not conference room. Who that made my blood that, that's boil. That's school, isn't that high school? The multi-purpose yeah. room. Yeah. So now Michael tells everybody to stay out there, but everybody's like, "Michael, like he's our new boss. Mm-hmm. Like we have to." Daryl walks in and head to toe cowboy. He's wearing here. flannel, Levi's. Yeah, boots. he looks like something from on? Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. He's, he looks like Will. What's his name? Uh, from Oklahoma. Will Turner. Will Turner is that no. his name? No, it's not Will. It's Will something. Oh my god, it's gonna kill me. I used. To, how many times did I watch that fucking movie? What's What's the good Curly? Curly. He looks like Curly. There, oh, I'll go with Curly. That. Curly. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Go Sorry, ahead. guys. 
So, um, basically, even, like, he's like, oh, well, at least I still have you, Dwight. And Dwight's like, false, you had me. Yeah. And, and he walks in and he goes, let's have a multi-purpose room meeting. <laughs> and, uh, so then Michael's like, well, That's really when Jim upset. tells him. Oh, Jim t- yeah, yeah, he's like, dude, he's our new boss. Like, we gotta do this. He you can't, know like, we keep do. us out. Yeah. yeah, you know we have to do this. So now, D'Angelo leaves the meeting and walks over to Michael after Michael throws all the sandwiches in the garbage and he's, like, walking out of the <clears> office and he asks him about meeting protocol. Like, do you guys just jump in or, like, what? And Michael, at first, he's like, get some characters, talk to them, and then he's like, you know what, you'll be fine. Do it yourself. And D'Angelo, like, wants tries, a hug. he wants to hug and Michael won't hug him. So D'Angelo walks away. Michael runs up behind him and hugs him from behind. And they Hacker bas- style. <laughs> yeah. And they basically just compliment each other. Without looking at each other. Like, yeah. Michael's behind him. They're not and making And D'Angelo's eye- arms are ra- like very grabbing Michael's low. ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they just compliment each other. And then D'Angelo goes, what's the Native American girl's name again? <laughs> I, I don't know if he thinks uh- because of her looks or because he thinks that... She, instead of saying Indian, because mm-hmm. she's really Indian, if he's like, oh, Native American is the proper terminology. Yeah, I, It's, I it's a multi-layered joke, which makes it funny. <laughs> so now, Jim and Pam have brought Cece into the office, and they're like, oh, we wanted you to meet Cece, D'Angelo. And he's like, no, that's a cute baby. That's, that's cute baby. adorable. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, we're back in, baby. He just needed to meet her, and da-da-da-da-da. And then D'Angelo gives a talking hand, and he goes... That baby could be the star of a show of, called Babies I Don't Care About. <laughs> I agree, it. D'Angelo. What'd that's you give it. this one, Bear? Come on, let's hear it. A 2.8. I gave it a 4.2. I loved wow. it. I thought it was great. Why did you hate it? Okay. We're so, going to talk about it. We're going to have a rap session right now. Okay. So I think that Will Ferrell and Steve Carell are two powerhouses of comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they worked well together Why not? in this episode. It just, it wasn't funny to me. A well, lot of What wasn't it, funny? A, their chemistry, their back and forth, like, they're supposed to be friends, and then, like, Michael's jealousy comes out. But D'Angelo is so stupid, I don't see how anybody could even pretend to respect them. Nobody respected Michael, ever. I don't look at D'Angelo as stupid. I look at D'Angelo as, like, neurotic. He's ridiculous. How so? What did he do that was quote-unquote stupid in this episode? Uh, well, not knowing who the fuck Michael was, even though he left a job, he's le- he's going to a job. Michael didn't know who he was? Co- that's what I mean, though. We know Michael is stupid. Well, they we don't know what each other looks like, though. Times. They don't know what each other looks like. And Mike never said, I work at Sabre or whatever. Yeah, okay. But anyway, after that, being a masochist and making Andy eat soap and spill coffee on himself. It's not stupid. just means he knows what he likes. I just... <laughs> Uh, th- maybe it was just the way he delivered it. It it reminded me too much of his character from Step Brothers, and that made it not funny. It made it like really, it, it made it yeah. It, it was like reheated yeah reheated pizza. It's I never as good. No, it's not. It's a cold pizza. It's better. still good. It's still good. Cold it's just better. not as good. No, see, I liked it. Be- like I didn't look at them as like sharing the screen together. Because they're different characters, and they start off, like I said, that stepbrothers kind of chemistry. Mm-hmm. And as it goes, and Michael gets jealous, even though he shouldn't be, he's leaving. Um, like, it becomes different. Like, <laughs> D'Angelo gets a darker edge. Yeah. Which, he has a darkness that Michael doesn't have. Yeah. So, <laughs> he has a darkness that most characters on the ship doesn't don't have. At least that's how it comes across in this one, where he hates the baby, he wants to see Indy, like, get hurt. Yeah. Um, like, it's, I kind of like it, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. It's a different vibe. And I think that 
the characters see that, and that's why they're brown nosing. Mm. It's because they're like, oh, this guy's a little off. Yeah. Like if he's if a, he's getting along with Michael, and B, the shit that's coming out of his mouth is crazy. Yeah. So like that, that, like when Charles Charles was there, the women acted a certain way, mm-hmm. and the men acted a certain way, and especially because he was he wasn't like a he was a hard ass. Yeah. So they knew they needed to have results, especially yeah. since the mer- like the. The branch might close yeah. and everything like that. So they like they were more in line in that. This one, they're getting a feeling out and they're brown nosing because they feared that he's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like different from Charles. It's different from Michael. It, it's different because Michael is like a puppy dog. They know yeah. and they all know how to work him. Yeah. So they're just trying to figure out how to work this guy because everybody on the show is manipulative. Yeah. Like Jim and Pam are in this episode are Machiavellian. They're oh, like, absolutely. Oh well, we'll get to him with our baby. Yeah. Like what they're doing is no different than what Kelly did. No, and I'm not saying that they are different. I'm not defending Jim and Pam in any way, shape, or form. No, but I'm just saying, like, the the character brings a different vibe that is cool. Like, after seven seasons, the show kind of needs it. You know, no, you, there's I, only so many I times you can see Michael you. fuck up. And a 2.8 for me isn't bad. Yeah, it is. You have to because remember. you never go that low. So you get went that low for a reason. What What about the Listen, I originally had this as a 3.7 episode. Why did you downgrade the second watch? After what about the second it, watch? The second watch, it was, like I said, it just felt like it was reheated pizza. A it reheated didn't feel like fries. that the first time? No. Maybe it was just watching it a second time then. I don't know. Maybe it was just too Do you much just say, at okay, once. You've watched the series before. Mm-hmm. I have not. These are new to me. Yes. I mean, I watched them 10, 11 years ago, whatever. What Do you just hate D'Angelo? No, I because I don't know where this character's funny, going. There are funny things that D'Angelo does. Okay. There are. So it's Redi- not... It, it, like, it gets more ridiculous. Because I'll, I'll be 100% like, honest. I, don't, I didn't like the it's chemistry a, between Michael and D'Angelo. It's a Will Ferrell character. Yes. Like it's not like Will Ferrell's going out on a limb here. And I like Will Ferrell. I enjoy his movies. I think his shit is funny. Some of them. Yeah. I think the like he's funny. Like I love Step Brothers. And Anchorman. So me saying Step (laughs) Brothers isn't an insult. Anchorman two sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Although I will say I watched it recently and I was like, it's not horrid like I thought, but it's still not good. It's still not good. Yeah, but it's just I didn't enjoy. Their chemistry in this episode. Maybe it was the office environment I didn't like because I know that the next episode I really enjoy. What's the name of it? Before we go, Michael's Last Dundies. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then the what's after that? Goodbye, Michael. And that's what we'll be doing next week. Yes, we'll be sir. saying goodbye to Michael Gary Scott. Goodbye, Michael. <laughs> It's been nice. Oh, I can't wait to watch these and uh, give my input. Yes. Oh, I'm very excited because this is like. This is going to go one of two ways now. Uh, as someone, you're a veteran, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I see it's going one of two ways. The series should end here, or the series should be canceled. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go, but we'll, well find what's out. What's really sad is like it kind of just recently came out that like he didn't want to leave, but nobody really talked to him about like staying. So he they made, just assumed he was going to do movies. Well, he was like nobody t- like. Nobody seemed excited about me coming back. He's like, so I kind of just made the decision to leave and nobody tried to convince me to stay. Well, they wanted him to leave. Maybe because they realized there's nothing more you can do with Michael Scott. Damn. That's how I feel about it. Damn it, Daniel. No, I, f- I think that season seven was kind of like the last gasp of this character. Because like through the first six seasons, I was... You it was schizophrenic. Like, I was all over the place. I was yeah. like, I fucking hate it. I think it's the worst character ever written. Or I'm like, oh, it's funny. 
I was never like, oh, great God, yes, this True is awesome. That. True that. So I think like season seven was kind of like I said before, they put their balls on the table. They're like, we're going all the way. Yeah. And I really don't think there's much else I could have done with them after this season anyway. So I'm happy yeah. for it. It worked out for the best. It's like, I can't imagine. Two more seasons <laughs> well, of them? Yeah, on, honestly. Will it, they, won't they with Holly? Oh, God, I'm glad <laughs> it's finally over. I'm glad they're getting married. Whatever. They're gone. So yeah. no more lame-ass Holly Flax. Now we get to focus on other shit like... Aaron and Andy. Yeah. Yay. And <laughs> so, Gabe. So that'll be uh, it for this week. Next week we're going to cover those two episodes. Yes. 21 and 22. Michael's Last Dundies. And goodbye, Michael. So, guys, in the meantime, until the next show, you can go back and listen to our show on any podcatcher app out there that you prefer. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with your acquaintances, your neighbors, your coworkers, whoever. Damn go straight. back and listen to old episodes. Send them out to other people. Share it around. That would be great. You can find us on the Jenny Position podcast feed each and every Monday, as well as all the other great shows I told you about. Subscribe today to the Jenny Position. And if you want to get in touch with us, go on Twitter at Podcast. You'll find us there. We'll follow you back because we are whores. We or- always post our favorite screen grabs. Oh, screen grabs. Yes. Yes. We have a bunch. Trust me. <laughs> and also, you can email the show if you have longer forum feedback, questions, concerns, comments, or suggestions at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. All one word. Woo. I think that's it. That's all, dude. That's all, all she wrote. We'll catch you all on down the road. Thanks, guys.